let me set a scene for you. It's late at night, you open your phone, you go on Instagram, you start scrolling, and all you see post after post, it seems like, is people with their boyfriends or their girlfriends. They're on vacation, people are getting engaged, some people are even posting gender reveals of their new pregnancy. And you just sit back and think to yourself, why can't that be me? We've all experienced this longing for love. I'm Celeste Simmons, and in this episode of Time to Talk, I sit down with my fiancé, Blake, and we talk about trusting in God as we wait for the one. And in today's episode, we talk about trusting in God and his plan for you, having patience as we wait, being true to who we are in order to find the person that God has been saving for us, how we can seek answers from God, and what are good characteristics we should look for in a partner, and what are also some red flags that we should be looking out for. And Blake is one of the most smartest, most spiritual people I know, and we have a really good conversation about how we can trust in God while waiting to find the one. And so I'm so grateful that I could have him on the podcast today. He's a great example to me. And we also share a little bit about our story. Blake and I have a little bit of a crazy story, but we briefly talk about how we met and the journey that led us to each other. So to put it in the simplest terms, we met through my brother Chase because I was on my mission and you had already come home from yours and you were both up at school. It was spring semester of 2021. And while I was on my mission, Chase introduced me to you because I was talking to him on FaceTime and I heard a lot about you. Chase said you were super nice and cool. So I was familiar with you before I even started school. And then I came home in the fall of 2021 as well. And that's when we formally met in person. But at that point, you had had a boyfriend and then we both started dating different people. But we always stayed close. We stayed in the same friend group. And we always just had a really good connection because we were always really good friends. And then after a little bit, I started dating someone. And then following those two relationships, because we both ended those relationships with those people, we started to become really good friends. Um, last fall. And that was when I really started to to see the qualities that you had and started to see you for everything that I love about you now. That's when I started learning a lot about it. And we didn't start dating in the fall, but that's when we started really getting close and I got to know you. But then winter came and there were some things that happened in the fall where We liked each other, but we didn't necessarily want to start anything yet. And we'll get in a little bit more about that, I think, later of just timing. But the timing finally worked out in the winter and we started dating February 24th. And we've been dating ever since and we just got engaged two weeks ago. Yeah. So it might sound kind of crazy that we've only been dating seven months, right? Like seven and a half. Uh Uh-huh. Almost eight. Yeah. So, because we started dating in February and now we got engaged at the end of September. 
Um, so for a lot of people that might seem like, well, you've only known him for seven months, but this story started long before that, years before February 24th. So yeah, we have a lot of history. Um, but I think you summed it up perfectly. Yeah, the story, we could spend hours talking about the story. There's so many details and complications and maybe a little bit of drama too, but um, it all worked out how it was supposed to, definitely, even during the hard times, because there were some really hard times during that waiting process of like waiting to be ready for each other. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today too. But before that, um, we're going to talk about how we knew that we were the one for each other. So I guess I can start um, how I knew that Blake was the one for me. And it definitely, I knew even before I started dating Blake that he was the best person I had ever known, <laughs> even as we were just friends. I mean, Blake is just the best. I mean, always nice and kind to everyone. Um, he's not perfect, but he's perfect for me. And that was very telling as we hung out so yeah there's just so many good qualities I guess we can I can like go by category but like with activities like we like to do the same things we both like to go outside and we rock climbed a lot um throughout our whole entire friendship and relationship so we always had something to do together um another thing is I knew he was the one because everything was so easy he's not stubborn or temperamental um Maybe I can be a little bit stubborn and he helps me. He balances me out that way. So I think that we just balance each other out very, very well in like every single aspect. And I knew that when I found the one um, that it was supposed to be easy and it hadn't been easy with anyone in my life to say yes to in such a confident way up until I met Blake. So I think that's like the biggest thing is that when me and Blake started talking about, you know, the future, getting married, when he asked me to marry him, it was just the easiest yes ever. So that's how I knew that you were the one for me because it was just so easy. Thanks, Celeste. <laughs> I can echo all those sentiments as well. I definitely agree that that ease is the same experience that I shared too. And getting to know you better, falling in love with you, it was always so easy and there are a little more aspects, I think, to what I recognized when I knew that you were the one. But just going back to what you said about the ease part is every time we tried to take another step in our relationship, it always felt right. And I think that was a big tell for me, too, that this was going the right direction is because I never felt nervous once we put our foot down and decided to commit more to each other whether it be when we started dating, because at the beginning it was a little bit complicated given our history that we both knew each other for so long. But the day that you said yes to being my girlfriend, I think both of us were so confident in that because right when we took the step, it felt good. And then even ring shopping, once we started doing ring shopping, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know how we were both gonna feel because it was a big deal. And right after we had done it, I had so much fun. And it felt so right. And every single step that we've taken, talking about marriage, planning a wedding, it's all felt so right. And I just love it so much. And that's one of the ways that I also knew that you were the one is because all those little steps felt natural and they felt good. And I just love so many aspects of who you are too. I even remember before we started dating and we were so close even before we dated. Like we would talk to each other about our other breakups 
and I was talking to you about one of the breakups I had and you brought my attention to something I had never realized. And it was that I was actually happier and a better person than I was in that past relationship. And I remember sitting there and I left your house and I felt so just full and confident after talking to you. And I think that's something that you always do for me is that you make me feel so confident and myself and you make everyone feel extremely confident. That's one of the things I love most about you. You're extremely real. And I always know that what you say to me and what you say to other people is the truth. So your honesty too, you're so honest. And from a spiritual aspect too, I know that God was leading us towards each other because I felt it. Mm. Yeah, Uh, that's definitely like a huge factor is the role that God played in all of this. Like looking back, there's just so many signs of, you know, maybe in the moment I didn't realize that it was a sign, but looking back, it definitely was a sign from him telling me to continue forward with this friendship and then this relationship. Um, And God's hand has definitely been in our relationship the whole entire way. And we are both very confident about that, that he's been here the whole time. Blake and I had to practice patience to be together. Given our history, given our circumstances, we had to wait for the right moment when we were both ready to be in a relationship with each other. And that time in our lives was really hard, especially for me. We were both going on dates with other people. You know, I would see him go out with other girls and that was really hard because I knew that I had these feelings for Blake, but it just wasn't the right time to manifest them. So in this segment, we talk about having patience with ourselves and with the Lord and in his timing and how we can practice that patience until it is the right time for us. So before we've said this, but we were friends for a long time for what? A year and a half or two years yeah. before we started like officially dating um and that took a lot of patience and a lot of waiting you were just talking about how you had you know felt spiritually prompted to wait and to have patience until something happened you didn't even know exactly what was going to happen but you knew it was going to be something good because you felt it from god and what ended up being is us being together <laughs> but during that time of waiting it was really hard for both of us because there was so much uncertainty And I wanted to talk about that by starting with a scripture in Romans 8. It's Romans 8 verses 24 and 25. And they say, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And I've loved that verse for a really long time. And I think that applies very well to our situation of being patient for each other. Um... Because there was a lot of outside factors that were playing into our lives that were kind of separating us from each other. Um, You know, people, timing, um, even like spiritual things. Yeah, even feelings towards being in a relationship Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. And so I just love the scripture because it's saying like, if we have hope for things that we don't see, like that's the point like we just have to have hope for those things that we can't see right in front of our eyes but we can have hope that they'll happen someday and that's what faith is um so have faith as you're being patient I know there's a lot of people out there even listening to this podcast that are 
you know, around our age or maybe not even our age that are wondering, like, when is, you know, the one, the person I'm supposed to be with, when are they going to come into my life? And the waiting game can be really hard. And for us, it's really hard because we were waiting for each other as we were like staring at each other in the face, if that makes sense. Like we were part of each other's daily lives, but we had to be very patient um, to be together. Um, and so what were some of the things that helped you, Blake, be patient and hopeful and faithful during that time? That's a really good question. The biggest thing that I remember is that... And I had it written down, actually, it's right here, is right when I started to have a crush on you, which was back in the fall, I knew that that wasn't the right time for us to actually be dating. And call it the spirit, call it external factors, that wasn't the right timing, but I still had a crush on you. And I remember telling myself that if I let things happen as they were supposed to happen, and you and I ended up together, then it was something worth paying attention to. And I have right here, I said, if you really can be yourself and just let that be the thing that's your goal, is just being exactly who you are, and then you end up with that person, then it's going to be the right person. And that's the mentality that I had, was I'm going to be as much of Blake as I can be in my life right now. And we just grew even closer Mm -hmm. because we were being 100% genuine to ourselves. But at the same time, we realized that we really loved aspects of one another and we were getting closer because we were being true and faithful to ourselves. Yeah, I think that's the one big lesson that we learned during, you know, the time that we had being single is that it's so important to be authentic to yourself, to understand what your beliefs are, you know, what you stand for, what you like to do, even like your style, what kind of music you like to listen to, like just being so true to yourself and you will gravitate towards someone that likes you for who you are and you're going to like them for who you are and you're going to have similar interests and standards and beliefs. And then it just happens. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Um, you know, if you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're going to end up being in a fake relationship. And that's the truth. Like, it's just not going to work out if you're trying to prove yourself for someone else because, you know, the other person needs to accept you and love you for imperf- all your imperfections and your flaws and all your good qualities as well. So, During the time that Blake and I were deciding if we should move on from being friends and start a relationship, I had the opportunity to interview the president of my school, President Meredith, and his wife, Jennifer. And they told me about their love story, and they had mentioned that they dated for a year and a half on and off before getting married. And I asked them about this, about their timeline and how that worked out for them. And President Meredith said this. He said, it's better to be right than fast. And that really stuck with me. And I shared that with Blake and it really stuck with him. And it just showed us the importance of being patient and the importance of making these big decisions of who we date in our lives because it is very important. 
It's one of the most important decisions you will ever make. And President Meredith said it best, it is better to be right than fast. And Blake and I talk about that here. I feel like in the Christian world, a lot of people get caught up in rushing. A lot of people rush their relationships. And sometimes that's good. You know, we've all heard of like the grandparents that only knew each other for three weeks and got married. And now they have like 40 grandkids and yep. their life has been awesome. You yeah. know, it can work. Totally. There's definitely examples that show that, you know, rushing can work. But also, I feel like in this day and age, there's no need to rush. Um, I feel like back in the day it was more for like socioeconomic reasons that people like wanted to get married so fast, if that makes sense. It was like, you know, the daughter just needs to get out of the house and she finds someone and he can provide for her and take care of her. That's how I see it. I just see it as very traditional and old school. Um, but nowadays there is no need to rush into anything. And in the Christian world, especially in the LDS, LDS subculture, um, people tend to get really caught up it is so much better to be right than it is to be fast and so I just want to say take your time there is no rush to get married you might think you're 24 years old and you should have been married at 20 years old and you're four years late but I promise you you are not late luckily me and Blake have had some really good examples in our lives both of our parents got married older quote-unquote older yeah they were for the younger church. than 30 yeah my parents <laughs> were like late 20s early 30s when they got married and Blake's parents were like late 20s um and so I never felt too much pressure to be like oh I need to get married fast and Blake was the same way but definitely in this culture a lot of people do feel that way and it makes me sad because I'm like have fun like just date and have fun even with the person that you're with you know there's no need to rush it and it almost feels more worth it in the end when you don't rush it so I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Blake. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I don't really have anything to add except for the fact that it's good because if you do wait, it's worth it. <laughs> I see my parents are a walking example of that too, is that it worked out. You know, maybe they, in their heads, they thought the same thing. Why am I not married earlier? But it totally worked out and I'm so grateful that it did. And your kids will be too if you guys don't rush things and get into a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. um, your family as a whole will benefit over the years. Yeah, no rush. Just have fun. Yeah. And just, even if you're not dating anyone, that's not the whole point of life right now either. Like, it can just be later. Yeah. It doesn't have to be right now. I have heard this question so many times, whether it was from a friend or whether I was asking it to myself, is how do I know that they are the one? And that is a question that we need to take to the Lord and ask him about because he has the answer for us. No one else has the answer for us. And Blake and I talk about how we can understand God, how we can seek answers from him when asking ourselves, if the person that we're with is the person that we're meant to be with forever. There's a lot of different ways that the Lord's going to talk to us, especially when it comes to dating. And you can probably attest to this as well. 
but a specific confirmation isn't always what you're going to get. It's going to be progressive. And then other times it will be very specific. I know in my past relationship that I had with someone else where it didn't work out, the Lord was very clear to me that that was not the relationship I was supposed to be in. And for a long time, that's all that I knew about having God be with us in relationships was him telling me this was not the right one. So I spent a lot of time thinking about what's it going to feel like when it is the right one? What is that feeling of confirmation? Because I already know what it feels like to be confirmed when it's not the person. So what's it going to feel like when he's going to help me and guide me to the right person? And what it was, was a lot of little things that over time I looked back on and knew that was Heavenly Father leading me to Celeste. And it was very small, like good feelings. That's the best way that I can describe it for myself, at least, is I would take peaceful moments throughout my day. One of the strongest impressions I got that led you and I towards each other was when I was in the temple and I was just sitting there and I was just thinking about my life and I had a little bit of inspiration that just said, wait. And then there was one time that you and I were sitting at Great Scott's. I've told you this story before. And we weren't dating yet, but it was pretty close to the time where we started to really grow close and things started to progress. And when we were sitting at Great Scott's, you walked away to go to the bathroom and just this little tiny feeling came over me that said, you can stop waiting. And that's when I knew that that was about you, that the timing was pretty much perfect, that I didn't have to wait anymore. So it's little things, right? And I think you can... Um, address it a little bit more. But for me, the Lord speaks when we are taking moments to listen to him, period. Not just about a relationship, but when we can take quiet time to be like, okay, Lord, what do you want in my life? Because maybe right now you don't need to be in a relationship, but maybe you do. You just have to be willing to listen to what he's going to tell you because he will. And it's going to be very small. It'll be quiet. And oftentimes it'll be really simple, but you just got to act on it if you get it. Mm. Yeah. I think being in tune with yourself and understanding how God um, speaks to you is so important in that. And that's not what this episode is necessarily about, but there's so many good scriptures and talks that you can go out and read and listen to that talk about that Um, But if you are seeking for spiritual confirmation about someone that you're dating, um, definitely figure out how the Lord speaks to you and do those things that can invite the Spirit more into your life. Because once you have the Spirit with you and you understand better your relationship with God and how you guys communicate with each other, then you'll have a better chance of finding your answer for sure. Love it. Yeah. And just a little bit going on. Sorry to cut you off. Celeste is... If you're confident that you found the person, one thing that you and I have talked about is you don't have to keep asking if it's the one, right? The Lord, the if the Lord gives you the impression once and then you keep asking, but you don't feel the same way, it's not because it's not right. It's because he already told you. Mm-hmm. And your job is to keep moving forward and to ask for strength to grow that relationship because you already know. Mm 
And trust in those promptings when they come. If you get it once and you're like, that was good, I felt prompted by the Holy Ghost, then take that for what it is and just go with it and then pray for help with the prompting you already got. But you don't have to keep asking all the time. Yeah, and another thing going along with that is I don't really know anyone that's had the answer come to them in like a choir of angels, you know? Like, yes, this is the person for you. Like a one, you know, super strong, huge, bright answer. I really think for most people it comes in increments. It comes in, you know, little answers and little ways um, just as you grow closer to each other. Another thing is God won't lead you down a path without there being stop signs if it's the wrong one. So that's always important to remember. You know, if you, you know, don't really know, you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't date this person. And you decide that you should. And if you're going down that path and it's not the right one, God will let you know. But also if you choose that path and God, um, you know, that is what he wants for you, then he'll let you know that that's what he wants for you for sure. Um, and he loves you and he has your best interests at heart and just always keep that in mind that he wants what's best for you. In the Gospel Library app from our church, there's a magazine called Young Adult Weekly. And you can find it by downloading the app, going to magazines, clicking on adults, and then finding YA Weekly. And there's an article in this magazine that I read around the time that I started thinking more seriously about my relationship with Blake. And the article is called, How Do I Know If I'm Choosing the Right Person to Marry? So I saw the title of this article and I was like, this is the article for me. And as I was reading it, it just had so many good insights and advice to what we should look for as we're dating someone to know if we should marry them. So in this segment, Blake and I talk about the good characteristics we should look for in a person. What are those green flags? And also what are the red flags that we should look out for? And I mentioned this earlier, but it says, be friends and sweethearts later, not the other way around. Otherwise, people who think they are sweethearts may discover they can't be very good friends, and by then it may be too late. Marriage isn't all about physical attraction. It's about deep friendship with one another. That's what lasts forever. And me and Blake, I think, are a really good example of that, that we were friends first, and then, you know, we became boyfriend-girlfriend, and now we're fiancés, (laughs) and we're getting married. Um, and we needed that friendship foundation because we've continued to be such great friends throughout all of this. And we know that no matter what, we're always going to be friends. Another thing that I really liked from this article, it says the spirit will help you see those you date clearly and show you how you can deepen your love and learn from each other. So if you have the spirit with you, you will be able to have, you know, open eyes to see clearly who you are dating. You'll be able to see, you know, if there's any red flags and you'll also be able to see the green flags. And so seriously, just keeping the spirit with you, doing those things every single day um, that help you to have the spirit will help you so much as you choose who you want to date, who you want to pursue um, a, re- a relationship with. And then there's one more thing I really like from this article towards the end. It says, as you search for your eternal companion, bleh, As you search for your eternal companion, remember that it's equally important to spend time becoming the type of person you hope to end up with. And that 
is really like one of the most basic foundational things that people get that people forget about. I think we get so caught up in trying to become someone for someone else, but we are not becoming who we are for ourselves. Um, but it's important that, you know, if we're seeking someone who has good grades, is you know, goes to the temple every week, is reading their scriptures every day, um, is really nice to those around them, but we aren't doing those things for ourselves and our own lives, then we shouldn't expect that we're going to be with someone like that because we're just going to match the energy of, you know, whatever energy we're producing is the energy that we're going to receive back. So if we want those things, we need to be actively doing those things, um, doing what's important to us and then finding someone who also finds those things important. And that's just going to make a great partnership. Yeah, that sums it up really well. I think that article has a lot of good counsel and you brought up some of the most important and I think um, on-topic points for what we've been talking about today. It was really good. Yeah. Is there anything else that you liked from it? The part about the spirit, I think, stuck out to me a lot. And there's something that I underlined from it that says, if you can feel the spirit with the person you're dating, that's a good sign. Right. Yeah. If you can feel good, if you can feel uplifted from the person that you're courting or you're spending a lot of time with, that's a huge sign. I see a lot of people who are dating people, but they're pretty sad and stressed out about their relationship most of the times. And I'm not saying that they're in a bad relationship per se, but if you're not net happy, like overall, or you're stressing about a person that much, then that's not very uplifting. Like find people that can uplift you and find people, as it says, that you can feel the spirit with. Because what that means is that they have an end goal in mind that is common with yours, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so what do you think are some good characteristics, characteristics to look out for when you're dating someone else? Look out for in a good way or a bad way? A good characteristic. So what would be some green flags when you're dating someone? Um, and what have you even experienced? That they're kind. I think being kind is huge. I also believe that people who have goals and have goals for themselves is really good as well. That although they're dating you or although they really like you is they have their personal goals in mind and they keep them. Also dependability is a huge one for me is that people do the things that they say they're going to do. And you're a really good example of that too, is you do the things that you say. That's a huge one for me. And like it says in this article too, where is it? I'm just looking for it. That they're Christ-like. And there's a lot of Christ-like attributes that we can find honesty, integrity, Christ-like love, faith. But a big one is honesty as well. And it talks about being honest in here is, like I've said before, people do the things they say they're going to do and they don't talk bad about people behind their backs. I think that's a huge one is to look out for people who are very genuine in their relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love all the things that you said. And I have an experience that kind of sums up that question like you know what should I be looking for in a partner and when I was on my mission we do this thing at the end of our missions called my plan it kind of just like sets you up to go back into the real world and you know go to school go to work 
um, date, save money. Like it just kind of goes over all of the temporal things <laughs> that you need to prepare for in life. Um, but when I was going over the dating section with the older missionary that was helping me with my plan, she, you know, was telling me about dating, like, you know, who do you want to date when you get home? Like what type of person do you want to date? And she gave me this piece of advice that I've thought of a lot since then. And she said, notice what they do when no one is looking. You know, when you go into their room, are there scriptures open on their desk during the sacrament? Are they, you know, contemplating? Are they praying or are they just like on Instagram on their phone? Um, you know, do you notice that they take time to go to the temple or, you know, is their temple recommend expired? You know, like look at those things really try to notice how they live their life when no one else is looking because anyone can put on a show. I can read my scriptures in front of people. You know, I can pray in front of people. I can be really nice when my friends are around, but behind closed doors, like, what am I doing? And, you know, what is the person that you're dating doing? And so really trying to figure that out. Um, you know, don't make it like an investigation, like, what are you doing when I'm not around? But just mm -hmm. notice, you can notice so many things about someone just by like asking, you know, oh, what are you doing today? Or like I said, going into their apartment and, and seeing their surroundings. And, um, you know, when you're in the car, seeing what type of music they're listening to. All of those things can really help you understand someone's nature and someone's character. So really looking out for that can be very helpful in deciding who to date. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, I mean, I remember reading one of the lists that you made. Because I think, was it the list that you made on your mission? Oh, yeah. So on my mission, I made a list kind of based off my companions because you're just with them 24-7 and you learn so much about a person. So I made a, I like <laughs> wrote in huge block letters at the top. I was like, what I want in a husband. And then I wrote on the left, it was like good things. And on the left was bad things. Well, not bad things I want in a husband, but like bad things where I'm like, I don't <laughs> want sense. that in my husband. Yeah. So green flags and red flags, basically. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I made a list like that. Yeah. And I think that's a good practice for a lot of people too, is that they should do that too. Mm -hmm. If they, if they're really looking for what I want, um, start writing it down. Yeah. It's never too early to start to write a list like that because then once you do start dating someone, you can go back to that list and realize like, oh wait, they do this. And I told myself at one point that I really, you know, that was important to me and I really don't like that they do that. Um, or you might see some really good quality that you wrote down and be like, oh, that person totally has that. And it's reaffirming and very uh, reassuring when you see that. So I definitely recommend making a list like that. Yeah. And then what are some red flags in people that we should notice, but sometimes, you know, we get love blind and we don't notice those things about them. So this is more like an abstract thing. And I can list out other like actual attributes but if you notice yourself not being yourself in a relationship because you're love blind and your friends are telling you that, then you probably need to change. Yes. Listen to your friends. Listen to your friends mm -hmm. a bunch because that helps a lot. Your friends know a lot. When you're caught up in a relationship, sometimes you think like, oh, they just don't get it. They don't understand what's actually going on because I really like this person. They probably do because they see you in a way that you are not able to see yourself right now because you might be too fixated on a different person. So listen to your friends because if they start telling you like, hey, you're not really, are you doing all right? You're not really acting like yourself or you don't even make time for your friends, 
then there needs to be a change. So definitely be with someone who allows you to be independent to a degree. I think that's a huge one. So a red flag is if you're with someone where you can't spend a waking moment alone. That's a big one that I think. Another red flag is someone who at the beginning of a relationship is super duper indecisive, but you keep going forward. I think you need to listen to what other people say and take that for what it is. I've seen in my own life and other people's lives where the relationship starts pretty rocky and some people are pretty optimistic. Oh no, it'll change because like now we're dating. But just because you put a title to something doesn't change the fact that you might want to really make sure that this is right. Because if it started off hard, it could keep being hard. Yeah, there are so many red flags. Um, but I really like what Blake said about asking your friends, asking your parents, you know, your very close outer circle, you know, I think just checking up with them and being like, hey, like, what do you think about the person that I'm dating? Or have you seen me change in any negative ways, you know, since we started dating? Because they have that outside perspective. They're very unbiased. They're not love blind. They're not trying to impress this person that you're with. So really being having like open, honest conversations with them. And then you can kind of evaluate the relationship from there. I definitely did that. Um, and obviously it turned out well. But there are also things that sometimes my friends were like, hey, like maybe this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. A big one was like spending time like, oh, I want you to spend like more time. Like, yeah, you're right. I should, you know, just little things like that. It doesn't have to be a negative conversation, but it can just be a very eye opening conversation. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of other red flags just like from my dating experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lack of goals, I yeah. think, is a big one. Lack of motivation. Yeah. Lying. Yeah. Lying's we, a huge one. Yeah. Lying is a huge one where you're like, duh, of course, if they're lying to you, I'm not going to be with them. But they lie and you make excuses for it. It happens. So that's a really big one. Don't tolerate lying. Don't let them make excuses for it because it's not something that you, sh you should have to tolerate. Um, disrespect. If they disrespect you in any way. Um, if you feel inferior to them, if they think that they're better than you, that's a red flag. You should always be equal with your partner. Yeah. And another thing that you wrote down on your list, because your list is actually super cool. That's why I'm quoting it a lot, is so a red flag is if they're not kind to their parents. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. Unless there's, of course, exceptions. Maybe their parents are kind of like not good people, but... For the majority, if someone's really mean to their mom, because on your list you said is nice to their mom, like treats their mom well. So people who have trouble like with their parents or mean to their siblings, I think that can be something to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another one is arrogance. If stubbornness. Stubbornness. Just not being willing to change. We have to be willing to change in our relationship because there's so much compromise that needs to happen. So if they're just very stubborn, not willing to change, and you have to make all of the sacrifices, that's not a relationship. Also, for the girls, if he is a boy, like, you deserve to be married to a man. You're not going to marry someone that's, like, your son. So making sure that he's mature, that, you know, if 
whatever happens, like you're both capable of stepping up, um, you know, finance, like with financial things, like being, making sure that, you know, you can both provide no matter what happens, maybe the one person gets sick and you have to step up or, you know, vice versa. Um, making sure that you're both willing to make changes in order to make the relationship and the family work is huge. Yeah. And capable, not even just willing, but capable of doing that. Totally. So, Yeah. No, that's a good part. Um, competence mm-hmm. is a huge aspect of it. Um, make sure you find someone that has similar goals to you. Yeah. You know, as obvious as that sounds, like, you could get tied up in a relationship, but you don't realize that your two trajectories in life aren't really that similar. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure they are, because if they aren't, that's going to be a really hard discussion to have if you start dating for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There is a little fine line, and I'm curious what you think about this, between a red flag that someone has and then something that you can see yourself getting used to mm-hmm. would you think that's true yeah i think red flags are definitely bigger yeah yeah that's fair more important uh-huh because there's little things you know that blake and i do that we probably get on each other's nerves yeah but i wouldn't say those are red flags no exactly yeah you know what i mean but mm-hmm. don't mix those up because sometimes you might have something that's really good but you may think it's a red flag but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. Like, you're totally fine. Yeah. Like, so what? He listens to a song that maybe you don't like her. You know, so what? There's this little disagreement because his style's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Yeah. You know, if and if it's really going to work out, then you can both compromise. Like, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And if something that insignificant like style or whatever really bothers you, you know, okay, then don't date them. Then they can find someone that likes them for who they are, Uh honestly. Yeah. And you can find someone that you like better. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point too. That's another big red flag is like someone who's not cool with you being you Mm -hmm. and like fixates on little stuff. You don't have to be with that person. I'm kind of reiterating what you say, but like there's a lot of really good people out in the world. Yeah. And there's someone who will like almost everything about you. And of mm-hmm. course we have to change, but don't don't settle if you think that you're unhappier because they get mad at you for all the little things you do. You don't have to settle for that because there's someone out there who will like love you and love the things that you choose to do and choose to enjoy. I hope that this conversation that I had with Blake was able to help you and give you a new perspective on how to trust God while searching for the one and what to look out for while you're on this journey. We're going to finish off this podcast with a few wise words from Blake, and I just want to thank him for being my best friend and for being on the podcast with me today. And thank you to you, the listener, for listening and supporting Time to Talk. I'm Celeste Simmons, and we'll talk again soon. For those listening, there's a lot of hope out there for people to find someone. There's a lot of amazing people out there, and God knows them as much as he knows you. And he knows that you two will work out together. But just remember what the focus is, and that's on Jesus Christ. Because that's the person that I love in this life is him. And I think one of the biggest reasons that I found Celeste is because I love him.
and now I get to love her and I get to love you Celeste and I'm so happy for that mm-hmm. me too it's a huge blessing yeah but I can't be more grateful for Heavenly Father and just remain grateful any of you out there your life is so full I promise and it's not going to be hard forever there's going to be some difficult times where you might think, why don't I just give up? Like, I don't find anyone. Like, I go on all these dates and it just doesn't work out. Like, what am I supposed to do different? It's like, maybe you're not supposed to do anything different. Just be you. Because the way you are right now is great. And you can keep improving. You can keep moving forward. Just keep being you. Because that person who's going to love you for exactly who you are, you just got to wait a little longer. Then you'll find them. And that's not a promise I can fully make, but that's what I felt in my own life. And I know that it's true. There's so much hope out there. And I love what you said, Celeste. It's so true. 